Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Daddy Nuge, Dave. Yes, indeed. Lennon Nugent Hopkins born yesterday, so Nuge, a dad. That's pretty cool. As we talked about that on Chelsea on Ched, that, you know, remember him from 2012, first overall pick, came in as an 18 year old. and you know, I feel old. I, I'm like, I can't imagine how you guys feel. I feel well, old all of a sudden. <laughs> wonder how old Cam Moon feels right now. The voice yeah. of the Oilers here on 632 and the Oilers Radio yeah, Network. Yeah, Cam, how do you feel? <laughs> Mooner. Old. I feel old. <laughs> Very old. You you know Nugent Hopkins quite well. And now, hey, it, it, Daddy Nuge now. I mean, it, it, we all grow up at some point, allegedly. I guess, yeah, that's, I, that's how it turns out. Well, congratulations to the Nugent Hopkins. That's that's all, that's outstanding. Uh, I'm I'm so happy for him and his family, and and you love to see it because he's a he's a fan favorite. Uh, comes and works hard every night. Had a, a career season last year, and and now adding to the family. I'm sure that uh, it's got to be you know good times over at his place. Yeah, no question. Uh, core member of the Oilers, and uh, he'll be uh, he'll be. Uh, Happily uh, throwing passes to Evan Bouchard at the point to uh, ah. that broke during uh, your show today with uh, with Esco today on on uh, Oilers Now, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, well, it, we knew it was coming at some point. We just didn't know what exactly, what time, what day. But you know, Elliot Friedman had tweeted something out, and we had Frank Saravalli on the show on uh, Monday or Tuesday, and he was saying it's it's just about done and. As it turns out, today is the day that it was the official stamp that it was done. And it came in at a dollar value, AAV, at 3.9 over the next two years. That is right in around what was expected on a, a bridge deal. And uh, that's what was expected. And where the Oilers are in the, the salary cap, a long-term deal would have cost a lot more. They would have mm-hmm. had to move some people out to make that happen. So that's to maximize for the right now, uh, the bridge deal makes the most sense. So that way they don't have to move players out that they would like to have on this team. So two years, uh, Evan Bouchard had his quick little media availability. It was right after our show today. And he seemed happy about the whole thing. And it's one less thing to not have to worry about. The the business side of it's put away for the next couple of years. He can get to it and and be part of uh, what was the an amazing power play last year and yeah. and as a, as partnered up with uh, Matthias Eckholm. I thought he was elevated uh, once that deal was done. 
You know, I, I agree with you with the bridge deal. And I know fans really got caught up in his season after Tyson Berry was traded for Matthias Ekholm uh, to the National Predators and Ekholm coming here from the Preds to, to the Oilers. And, you know, it, the question was, can Evan Bouchard handle the power play, quarterback the power play, as well as Tyson Berry? Because I know Tyson Berry had some, had some critics, but, boy, he knew exactly how to run that power play. He knew exactly how McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nuge and Hyman clicked. And could Evan Bouchard handle it? And, you know, maybe a little bumpy at times, but overall, he handled it well. A good playoff. I mean, my goodness, the, the, the orders were done at game six of the second round. Bouchard still ended up being the, 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 most, the highest scoring defenseman by four points by the end of the playoffs. But... To, to me, like you know, people are like, well, you got to give him a, a max deal. You got to give him a five-year deal. You got to give him six million. You got to give him eight million. I think this is perfect because you want to make sure that you know now he's got a full season to do what he did after the deadline, and now he's got Matthias Ekholm with him. So this is a chance for growth for Evan Bouchard. Yeah, it is, and it's it's the opportunity for the team to to maximize the entire roster. It's if Evan Bouchard was tying up, say, double the money he's about to get for the next two years, well, that takes other players off the roster. That doesn't that doesn't make the team better right now. Are the Oilers going to have to pay him a lot somewhere down the line? Yeah, probably, because I'm guessing that over the next two years, Evan Bouchard, he's on the way up here. Uh, his numbers are, are going to dictate that he does get big, big numbers or big uh, dollars, which. Hey, good for him. If that's the case, two years from now, if he you know, continues to do what he does on the power play and beyond and continues to develop, continues to get better, uh, I, I thought his game took tremendous strides to the positive with Matias Ekholm coming in. I thought Ekholm helped make Evan Bouchard better. And like you said, once he took over the power play, uh, those numbers just were unbelievable because – Tyson Berry was doing an amazing job, but uh, Evan Bouchard put his own little stamp on it. And part of it is because he's got that great shot. And yeah. and teams have to respect it, and they have to try and defend it, uh, which isn't easy to do, nor is it any fun to step in front of that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that changes the dynamic on the back end. It changes the dynamic of the power play when you've got a guy that can, can let it fly like that. Or if you if you play him soft and let him walk in, well, he showed that he can just come in and shoot it by the goalie. And and that is a, a tremendous asset to the power play when you have the likes of McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins doing uh, the great work of moving it around and creating lanes. And a guy like Zach Hyman in front of the hip providing trouble. But if you've got a, 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 a D, if you collapse that, that PK a lot and, and play soft up top, and he's going to be able to just walk in and blast it in. So it changes how teams defend them too. Cam Moon joins us uh, here on 630 Chit Inside Sports tonight. He's the voice of the Oilers on the Oilers radio network. Uh, my goodness, the first preseason game, it's a month today, isn't it? Uh, uh, wow. Crazy, hey? That <laughs> <laughs> just dawned on me. My goodness, the summer goes fast, I tell you. Um, yeah. <laughs> as we head into the season, like I say, we're a month in here. What's your biggest... Uh, curiosity or question mark on a team that when I ask that question you know, part of me goes why are you asking that question I mean there's not much different about this team but considering 
how they uh, ended the season last year in disappointing fashion in round two to the Knights. What's what's your biggest curiosity or question that you have for this team heading into the season? Well, the thing that I, I think that I, I question or I eagerly anticipate, uh, you know, what does what does Connor Brown bring, bring to the mix? Like, how does he look coming off that injury that uh, you know took him out last year? So, like, I, I want to see how he fits in and what he looks like in the top six. How does that change the top six? Does it make it better? I think it will, but. But I want to see it. So, and same thing with the the maturation and the, the, the development of Dylan Holloway. I want to see what he looks like uh, a year later. He played sparingly last season at the Oilers, got a little time in, in Bakersfield, but also had an injury. So it took, took some time away from him. I want to see what he looks like down the road. Because if he can make a, a significant step in the right direction, that helps the team tremendously and their depth up front. And another player to that same regard, uh, but on the back end, is Philip Broberg. To me, Philip Broberg, who has, I think, all the pedigree of being a, a very good NHL defenseman because he skates as well as he does, and I think he's a pretty smart player. Uh, he needs to take another step in his development. Now, he hasn't played a whole lot of NHL games, so I, I, I think it's I think it would be premature to uh, to you know set judgment on what he is as an NHL defenseman quite yet. I think we need to see what it is, and and if it, it does mean a little bit more time in the minors, so be it. But I, whatever it takes to get him to his peak, but if he can make a significant step on the back end, that's going to help the team tremendously. So those are things that I'm. I'm eagerly anticipating, not to mention, and, and I, I do love the goaltending, that, uh, that Jack Campbell's got to take, uh, he's got to be better this year. Right. He knows it. He knows it, but it, let's get him into a, a place where he's comfortable and he's playing well. And Stuart Skinner, he, he, he gets his rookie season under his belt, plays incredibly well, so much so that he plays in the All-Star game and he was in the, the Calder uh, Trophy voting, mm-hmm. that Let's see where he is a year a year later, and how he continues to get better. Like if these, and it's and there's probably about six or seven teams across the NHL that are in a similar situation as the Oilers. And what I mean by that is they're legitimate Stanley Cup contenders, and there are all those teams, no different than Edmonton, have situations like I just described. Uh, where you have players that are you know, moving up in the ranks but aren't quite you know, full-time guys yet. But can they be? And can they have some impact? And if they do, that makes all the difference in the world. And I can't wait to see how these things play out. Uh, knock on wood, the team stays relatively healthy uh, because that's also an important part that you, know, you really don't have any control over and it can definitely bite you, but you know, hopefully that isn't the case for the Oilers. And I, I can't wait till it gets going, Dave. It's so yeah. much fun when hockey season's on. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Cam Moon joining us, uh, voice of the Oilers on the Oilers Radio Network uh, here on six thirty. Chat Inside Sports. Uh, how many Riverhawks games did you attend uh, this summer? Oh, thirteen or fourteen, I think. <laughs> That's, I get there a lot. That seems low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they only had 27 home days. Oh, good so I was, I was about half. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, great vibe. I've never been, but oh. I, I keep hearing the vibe is just tremendous. It is amazing. It's everything baseball should be. It's fun. Uh, they make sure you have fun. If you're a hardcore baseball fan, you, which I am, 
I'm going to go there and just watch the baseball and the rest of it's whatever. But for, you know, the majority of people, uh, it's just such a great environment. I mean, what Steve Hogel has done is the, the general manager and the rest of the staff there uh, have made it a very uh, welcoming and uplifting, fun experience down at the ballpark. It helps if you get good weather, and for the most part, they did. But uh, they really, uh, really tried some different things, and and I think word of mouth in year two really helped uh, up the attendance, in which mm-hmm. they set a West Coast League record, which doesn't surprise me. If you go back to the to the Trapper days, and when the weather was good, the team drew very well. Yes. So it's always been a good baseball city. All right. Now, uh, my understanding is you have your assistant coach hat on for Baseball <laughs> Alberta's Rawlings Cup. Please, please spill more details. Okay. Yes, I am. I'm spill the tea. <laughs> I, I, here is the total spill of beans right here. Uh, <laughs> I am helping out. Uh, it's the Rawlings Cup this weekend. There's a 16U division, a 14U division. I'm helping out the 16U. And 16 teams from across our province. And the, the the reason for the tournament is to identify a Team Alberta. So a Team Alberta will get picked out of this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm helping out with the Red Deer team. I've coached in this event uh, a few times over the years. This is the first time in a little while, though. And it is a lot of fun, and it's good baseball. And I've been helping out with, uh, with practices leading up to this. And my batting practice uh, throws are... Are, uh, they're not very hard, Dave. Like I, I don't have a lot of arm left, but you're instilling uh, confidence in your group. Oh, That's what you're doing. I, I can I can bounce it off the bat. I can do that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I uh, I love coaching baseball, and and I've done that for a long time. And I was very happy that uh, that they asked me to be a part of it. Uh, leading up to and then this weekend so it all got going today today was the first day of the games and then and then it's uh, tomorrow saturday sunday and it's all out in short park so is this going to take you away from your other love which is the edmonton elks on sunday and a potential home win well so here's the thing dave That game's at five o'clock, yes. and the only way I the only way I miss the baseball game or the football game is uh, if our team plays in the in the final. So um, it was a tough day today for Red Deer. Uh, they kind of took it on the chin to the yeah. tune of ten nothing. So uh, it's going to be a long way back to get to that uh, final, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, things things change quickly, uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, if Barring that, then I will be at uh, Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, I was so happy to see them win last week. Just for the, I was just thinking of the psyche of the team and everybody involved. I mean, uh, it had to feel good to get that win, and they deserved it. And further to that, I thought they had built off of the week before where they lost to Winnipeg, but I thought they played well, and there were some positives. That looked like they just took it the next step and was were able to parlay that into a win. And honestly, I think I think they're winning this Sunday against Ottawa. And I'm sure Ottawa will have something to say about it. But the Elks team, they're they're doing some things right right now, and let's hope it keeps going. No question. And you know what? Uh, hockey games uh, don't have that football games do have. What's that? Long weather delays. So country's oh. unfortunate. 
Yeah. So I was helping out with the baseball practice that night, and I was recording the game, and I heard you guys. I listened as I was driving to the to the baseball practice, and I just assumed the game would be over when our practice was over because it was ending at about 8.30. And I texted someone. They're like, no, they haven't even started the second half. <laughs> Come on. So I did get to listen to you guys in the third quarter, uh, and then the fourth quarter, and I had recorded the game, and then I watched the entire game after it was over as well because I really needed to see the whole thing. Yeah, well, it was it was finally good to, to, to call a win, to see them happy, to see them, you yeah. know, the work that they put in during the week, and they do put in good work, and to have all that kind of validated on game day was really, really good. So um, I'm with you. I'm kind of leaning towards the Elks as well, but there's a tinge of me that's a little afraid to go all in. But I think there, there is something with this team that maybe, maybe finally after a season and a half under Chris Jones, maybe things are starting to set a little bit more. It does feel more like a Chris Jones team, but uh, we'll see what happens on, on Sunday. Moner, thanks for the Oiler insights. I know we'll have you on before the uh, season starts. And uh, all the best this weekend, uh, assistant coach, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, thanks very much for having me on. That is Cam Moon, who is one of the nicest individuals you'll ever, ever meet or talk to, voice of the Oilers on the Oilers Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Well, bad start for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Zach Caleros returning as a starting quarterback after missing better part of the last two games because of a neck injury. Throws a pick six to Tyrell Richards of the Alouettes who returns at 40 yards. The Montreal Alouettes who have won four in a row are up 7-0 early in the first quarter at IG Field in Winnipeg. Uh, the Bombers also have won four in a row. Uh, 780-496-0063 is the numbers to uh, call and text. I just want to uh, get this uh, out here as well before you read a couple mm-hmm. texts here, Kellen. So this is from Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com. And on the uh, Wyndham Rotunda passing today, Bray Wyatt, and he says, I was given permission to reveal that earlier this year, uh, Wyndham Rotunda got COVID that exacerbated uh, heart issues. There was a lot of positive progress towards the return and his recovery. Unfortunately, today he suffered a heart attack and passed away. So um, the family didn't want to be very detailed, but they wanted to be detailed enough to really clear up any sort of rumor or you know, stuff that shouldn't be out there. So, unfortunately, Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, uh, passed away because of a heart attack today. So, tough, tough day in the wrestling world, for sure. Last couple days. Uh, What do you got on the text line there, Kellen? 
Uh, yes, uh, Dave. Uh, we'll switch gears and go over to the Oilers side of things with the Big L text again. And uh, bear with me here. This is a long one from the Big L. So he had a lot to say no here. Kidding. So uh, here we go. <laughs> he says, first of all, not a surprising signing. Bouchard's an integral part of the PP. Maybe not the most tight and physical defensive player, but an upgrade from Barry. Now the Oilers just have to count on a prospect forward and prospect defenseman elevating significantly in order to make up for their difficult in signing someone in terms of cap availability. Think it can be done. That's from the Big L. Now, I'm not sure if that last line is think it can be done as a question mark or think it can be done as in he (laughs) thinks it can be done. But I see where you're going. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, Definitely they have to think about restocking their farm system in Bakersfield, which is why the move was made the other day to replace Tyler Wright. I think in a lot of respects, uh, Jeff Jackson, the CEO of Hockey Ops, wanting to uh, put a stamp on the team. But the uh, prospect pool in Bakersfield is getting thin. There's no question about that. Uh, You look at prospect sites that uh, rank uh, the NHL teams about their prospect pool. At one time, the Oilers were like top 10. Now they're like, you know, bottom three, bottom five. So they have to replenish for sure. But, you know, you look up here. Uh, you got Holloway, you got Lavoie, you have um, you have Broberg, and you have Bouchard, and to a certain extent, Deharnay, even though he's older. But you do have some of those prospects on that pipeline that are here now. the 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 problem is, is that the pipeline's getting a little dry, and they got to restock it. So that's why. That's why Rich Pracy is here to uh, help replenish that uh, that pipeline and have it flowing nice again. Because, yeah, it's pretty thin in Bakersfield right now. Well, in Ottawa, that's a great football town, great sports town. And unfortunately, they haven't seen a lot of wins lately. They've lost four in a row. They're three and seven. The Elks chasing them uh, to be relevant in the playoff picture. Uh, Jeff Avery will join us from uh, Ottawa. He's the color analyst on TSN 1200, one of my favorite people in the CFL. He won the Grey Cup in 1976 as well with the Ottawa Rough Riders. What's up with the Red Blacks? We'll find out in a moment here as it's Campbell in for Wilkie on Inside Sports.